Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the program. Today's program is sponsored by me working on the iPad. Not actually any sort of sponsor or any sort of paid thing from Apple. I was just trying to justify my really expensive purchase of buying an iPad. Uh, so this morning I did all the preparations for the show. Actually, I think basically the entirety, most of the show was entirely prepared on the iPad. So I was multitasking while watching some political stuff on a larger TV than normally where I watch all my political stuff this morning while having some breakfast and working on the iPad instead of my normal desk. So, but as I said yesterday, of course, we have our opening clip to play and talk about, but we will also be, I'll be reviewing uh, the brand new uh, movie from Gina Carano uh, titled Terror on the Prairie. Watched that last night. I'll be giving my full thoughts and opinions, and I'm going to make it as spoiler-free as I possibly can. So, let's jump right in. If you haven't already, please subscribe to uh, to the podcast slash program, wherever you are, and please follow me on both Twitter, which are linked in where all of the sources for today come from, as well as on True Social at Video Game Panda, because also linked in my profile's bio is the Political Panda Program account on True Social. So if you have True Social, follow me over there as well. If you haven't already, there's been people that have been following me over already. So thank you so much. Your guys' support means a lot. Seriously, every single day. Love seeing those graphs. Numbers go burr. I'm a capitalist. And let's jump right into today's open clip. Students, it's 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 revisionist. It's fucking Orwellian. All for fear of causing offence. Literature. If if you're offended by To Kill a Mockingbird because it uses language of its time that is no longer acceptable, if you can't make that distinction, then you're a fucking idiot, and you have no appreciation of context, and you have no place doing a fucking literature degree. And yet, certain unis they're putting trigger warnings on these novels because they may cause offence. How many times do you hear that? This was edited, censored, banned, because it may cause offence. I'm sorry, but no one has a right not to be offended, because offence, it's, it's, in, it's entirely subjective. It's, it's bollocks. No, I, I'll tell you what it is. It's utter, absolute, arse-wanky, cheese-fucking-ball-bag bollocks, is what it is. Arrest me. Yeah, no, he's absolutely right. Offence is completely subjective. One thing that may offend someone will completely not offend another person. Most things, even when they, you know, maybe push a few barriers, I don't look at that and I go, that should be banned. No, that's offensive. Like, I, I've watched so many things. I've had so many jokes and different things I've heard about, you know, white people or whatever, like, kill all white people. I don't go, how dare you say that? Or, you know, like, about other people that I know or, you know, figures that, you know, I like. I hear, you know, shit get trashed. I don't go all out and be offended when lies get told about them. I just kind of go, hey, you know, that's not actually true, or hey, I get the joke, that's really funny. Like, but that just comes from my nature of, truly, I'm a very non-PC person. I, I I really just, for most things, I'm, I love really offensive humor. I find things, I don't really care, I, I like, the person could claim all they want, they don't believe in, you know, any of the ideas, still make the joke, I really, don't care. I'm in the mind that anything can be joked about. Dude, I think even when, like, something has just happened, like, I, okay, I'm gonna tell a personal story. I was, uh, this is a few years ago, I think I've even told this on the program before, but even a few years ago, uh, I was riding our, my electric bike over to my cousin's house because I wanted to use it in the neighborhood. I thought it'd be a cool change of place while using the electric bike, and it was his graduation party, so I thought I'd bring it over. He could also ride around on it, and I thought it'd be really fun. Well, on the way there, I, was, uh, I ended up getting ran off the road, and it was a horrible, horrible day. Of course, you know, it hasn't been that long. You know, it hasn't been, like, the whole, like, minimum that people want for, like, a tragedy. I already make jokes about it. I already was making jokes within a year of it happening. Because, for me personally, I'm just like, I'd rather laugh than continue to be sad about a moment. If a tragedy happens, I'd rather make jokes about it than continue to keep on being sad and really drain everybody down about something. Because 
so much in our world makes us so sad that we end up just forgetting about all the good times. That's why I've been watching a lot of comedians lately, and why I've been actually trying to give a lot of, uh, like, female comedians more of a chance. I want to see, you know, because women say all the time they're funny, and I want to, you know, I want to hear the material, I want to hear the jokes. And every once in a while they get me, but it's not a consistent basis, but no comedian's consistent all the time. There are very few. There are very few comedians that I can think of that when a lot of their bits come on, I, I genuinely laugh. Like, one of them, uh, rest in peace to him, uh, John Panette. Seriously, if you have not heard uh, of John Panette, please, after this podcast, after you get done listening to this, or even right now, if you're on your phone and you have the ability to, on, um, you know, a separate, like, tab or whatever, please look up John Panette and please give him a watch, okay? His stuff is laugh-out-loud funny. He has great stuff as well. It is fantastic. It, I, I'm really sad to that he is no longer with us, but he is remarkably funny, and a lot of his stuff, it just, it works. It works. His bits are consistent. The audience is laughing. You're laughing. You're sitting there, and you're just like, this hurts. It hurts, but I'm I'm having a I'm having a good time. Seriously, there are plenty of his stuff is out there on YouTube to watch. It is fantastic. So, you know, getting back to the main overall point of even that clip of being offended, obviously even To Kill Mockingbird. I've read To Kill Mockingbird not by choice, but by the school wanted us to. And so we we read To Kill a Mockingbird. I've read, you know, different things. But isn't that always the worst thing? You know, you go to sit down and watch a piece of entertainment, and you get up on, like, you 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 sit down to watch something on, like, the TV or whatever uh, a few years ago, because most of you probably don't watch TV, but even on, like, a streaming service. Like, in front of any, uh, like, in front of this latest episode of Obi-Wan, there is literally a a warning, because they show scenes from Or 66, and, of course... People can't separate the fact that the Jedi Temple is a temple, not a school. So it's considered a school massacre. And of course, you know, and, and so they had to put one there because people were offended. See, that's one where I go, why? That doesn't need to be there. That's extra wasted time. Uh, When the Muppets, the Muppets show, no, fantastic show. Oh, we all know the Muppets. When the Muppets show got brought to... Disney Plus, all of it, basically all of the Muppet Show, they had to put uh, warnings in front of certain episodes because people found them too offensive because of what they had in them. I think people, you know, most of the time when I think about that, I go, are people really that stupid that they can't separate the fact that this is the Muppet Show, it was made back and, you know, and during a time when this kind of behavior was more accepted and people just can't get over that? And then I realized, no, no, they can't. So it's just the way things are. I, I I've never gotten used to that, but it is whatever. All right. Now begins the moment some of you have maybe been waiting for, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, so terror on the prayer. It stars Gina Carano. I'm gonna give a little bit of background of what the movie is about if you don't know anything about it. But essentially, terror on the prairie is a old-styled western uh, starring Gina Carano, uh, the ex-Mandalorian, uh, uh, I guess, co-star, really. But uh, she uh, lives in a small sort of shack out in the wilderness of Montana uh, as they're trying to, you know, survive on the prairie. And in trailers, there is... A group of people that try to come and attack them. So I'll kind of go a little bit into the movie, but I'm going to be as very non-spoiler as I possibly can about the movie. So when the movie first gets started, you really don't have an idea. You're a bit lost. The, sto it, the story kind of has this feeling to it where sometimes... Like, when you first start the movie, you're a bit lost, and you slowly get a little bit more informed, and you slowly realize more and more about uh, the antagonist of this film, and, like, who he is. But when you first start, and you see, like, the first stuff uh, happening in the movie when it first begins, you really kind of question, like, what's going on? Why is what? It, why is this happening? But it, it eventually makes sense, and when you get to the very end of the movie, 
and you really see the full intentions become fully realized, you start to understand the villain's intentions. Uh, so pretty much, you know, they they live in this small shack in the middle of the Montana wilderness. Uh, she's from St. Louis, or St. Louis, I should say, and her husband is a uh, ex sort of military uh he was ex-military he fought in the civil war this takes place after the civil war has happened so i think maybe you can maybe use some context clues to kind of figure out what maybe the villain's about I'm not going to actually explicitly say it but you you can maybe figure it out from there maybe or you know it's better to even watch the movie and see that uh but they have you know a boy who's about nine years old and then a little baby that lives in the house and that's the whole family that they have currently they have a nice little farm it's very nice it's very peaceful but the movie it's it's it starts off very gruesome you have a very you know beginning of gruesome and that's a tone you'll see throughout the movie there's times when they you know point the camera a little bit up but the movie is extremely gruesome i do not recommend anybody under the age of like at most, like, 16 to watch this movie, but even then, that's not really saying much, because I know a lot of kids would still watch the movie anyway, but it is pretty gruesome. There is a lot of blood gushing all over the screen, so I... But it is... It's not a scary movie, but it is definitely, like, the violence is not toned down. It's not made to be, you know, censored for any sort of audience. It is right there in your face. Here is, you know... What, what happens? I mean, the overall writing is fantastic. A lot of the time, even in like the beginning of part of the movie, when you're kind of building up the scenes where you're kind of following, you know, this family as they're, you know, doing their stuff on the farm. There's a lot of like parts where you're like expecting dialogue to come in, but a lot of it's just told through the action the story kind of kind of lets just the actions of them doing stuff flow shows them you know how how sort of wife you know she's kind of you know missing the life that she once had in the city of st louis instead of being out here in the wilderness and that she really wants to go back but and these weird things keep happening to her you know out on the prairie there's one scene that's really terrific but my one major gripe is uh watching the movie uh, i'm not gonna spoil this part but there's a part where, you know, I wish the subtitle, it would have been subtitled here because I thought this would have been really cool, like as a little like Easter egg or whatever. Like if it if you had like subtitles on, you'd be able to actually understand what this person is saying, but it doesn't. It All it says is foreign language being spoken. And I'm like, really? You guys could have subtitled it. I think that would have been really cool to see because we as the viewer could understand what, what you know, the person's saying. But maybe she doesn't because she's not used to the, hearing that language out here on the plains. I think that would have been really cool. But minor gripe. It's it's like, I wish it was there. But it's uh, it's whatever. Overall, is the story good? The movie feels like it flies by. I mean, it, sometimes it feels like it's a bit, you know, slow. But other times you're like, holy crap. You know, the movie kind of flew by. It's an hour and like 40, 40 minutes. So, it, you know, it's a decent length of a movie. And I didn't feel bored during it. Like, I didn't feel bored during, like, when I was first watching the movie. Uh, especially, you know, at, like, uh, you know, beginning all the way to the end. Sometimes, uh, you know, there's, like, the first two, the first episode of Obi-Wan, it was so painfully boring, I wanted to turn it off. It was just so painfully boring, but I was like, I gotta get through it. It, it, it became more... Uh, the first episode of Obi-Wan became more of a chore to watch than actually wanting to get through it. This, I was more delighted. It, the writing was good. The acting in a few scenes was a bit shaky on Gina's part. There's a few parts where I was like, eh, that, that could have been done a little bit better. Maybe if, like another take or so to make that a little bit better. But all the actors seemed to do a fantastic, solid job at really playing the part of really Western and showing sort of what, you know, 
how generous people can be to the then you know making discoveries it really brings that sort of pioneering stuff and it, it looked peaceful until everything happened and i was like yeah this is you know nice they're doing hard work but you know it looks nice and they're doing good and the ending is fantastic seriously uh i it, it's really good just uh how everything all wraps itself up and you get that little extra little thing of seeing, you know, some little bit of future stuff that could honestly lead to a bit of a sequel. I, I, I could honestly see there being maybe a sequel to this movie based on the ending, like a bit more down the line. Uh, if you, if you ever, if you actually see the movie, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Cause there, there is definitely room for like a sequel to actually like see, uh like what's what's happening in this uh at the end there and i you know honestly i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't you know i wouldn't mind if there was now before i give it my final overall score i do have to mention i'm not normally a western guy like i like you know western kind of things you know like revolver draw bah, 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 you know all that kind of stuff but i'm not normally like the western type of guy out in the wilderness like I never watched a single episode of, like, Yellowstone or 1883. None of those westerns, because most western things really don't appeal to me that much. Yeah, but this one, I was like, you know, maybe maybe I need to, you know, watch some more western stuff. Because this, this is really good. It's well produced. You know, a little shaky here and there. Some of the camera work felt really odd, like, where camera placement was in terms of, like, where the actors are in the scene. It was a bit weird at some points, but overall, it is a solid movie. I would definitely recommend watching it. I'm going to, you know, out of 10, I'm going to give it, you know, a solid 7.5. You know, it's definitely a great start, and it's a great return from Gina Carano, but the few things that shake around and some of the points where the story, you know, feels a bit lacking in the overall storytelling department were solid and good, but it felt like it was missing something. I don't know what it was missing, but I feel like there could have been more. And sometimes when there is just absolute silence between all the actors, it felt really weird because you're just, you feel like you're just a peeping person. Like, obviously when you're watching a movie, you kind of make that feeling sometimes. But in this movie, there's some moments where like, they aren't saying anything to each other. But they're all just doing things. And you're just like, you guys going to say anything? Like, you guys going to talk about anything? But it's just dead quiet between them. But other than that, it is a fantastic film. Definitely go give it a watch. If you do want to watch it, uh, all you have to do is go to dailywire.com and join up over there at the Daily Wire and you'll get access to it. I believe you have to be an insider. I think it's insider in order to get access to it. It is definitely worth the watch. There's other stuff like the What is the Woman documentary, which I did a review on uh, like two weeks ago now which is also worth the watch. So it's really worth going over there and watching Terror on the Prairie and What is a Woman. Really great movie. And, well, let's get into the news of today. Shall we? Because it wasn't just going to be a review day. It's also a news day. So Lego, everyone's favorite toy. Okay, I don't care how old you are. You like Lego, okay? I have grandparents who are 70 plus years old. They still like Lego. I think that's just because they have grandchildren and they've got even younger grandchildren right now uh, than me that they also love Lego and they love, you know, putting Legos together uh, with them. So, but yeah, so, uh, so on Wednesday, so this would have been yesterday, uh, Lego announced that it would invest more than $1 billion into a factory in the United uh, States to shorten uh, supply chains to keep up with the growing demand for its plastic bricks in the biggest markets. So the factory in Chester, Virginia, will be the Danish company's second in North America and seventh worldwide after it announced the new factory in Vietnam last year. Uh, so yeah, looks like they're going to be uh, they're putting it close to core markets, and I mean this is fantastic. Okay, come on. We can get more Lego. Okay, I like Lego still. You know, I don't buy many Lego sets anymore. But I, because, you know, I, I just don't know where else to put it anymore. 
but I I love Lego. You know, I think kids, it's it's the one kids toy that I can buy for someone that I I know I can pick and choose what sets I want. Like I Lego could be the most you know pride company. Like their their entire logo could be like rainbow right now, and I wouldn't even know. But I would still buy Lego just because I know hey it's Lego. Kids like building things, and a lot of it revolves around that building aspect as well as. You know, you get all these different licensed ones, and I'm sure that there's something in there that your kid's going to like. And also you've got, like, the Lego store online or the different Lego stores in your life that you can go to that are always fun because you get to see Legos that they don't sell in, like, the big box retailers all the time. So those are always fun. So seriously, uh, good job to Lego. Lego produces roughly 100 billion bricks per year. That's honestly impressive. That's honestly a good amount of good amount of Legos. So good going uh Lego. Well, it finally happened. The science caught COVID. You know, the science, everybody. That's right. The 81-year-old who's been vaccinated uh, 69,420 times finally got the COVID of the the COVID. He got the vid. He he the science so yeah, he, the Institute put out a statement, he'll be back, he's probably going to be fine. I mean, he is the science. But, you know, I, I, I don't know what to expect from this guy. You know, he's always, you know, I might just see him in the Senate one day saying, I love democracy, with a, with a black hood on. So I, I don't know what to expect, you know, this guy... You know, he gives me some emperor vibes. I'm not gonna lie. You know, even before he said the science, he's he, he in his face gives me a little bit of Emperor Palpatine vibes. Like I am the Senate. I am the science. And then it's just ah, fucking spin jumping at uh at uh Ron Paul Senator Ron Paul. You don't know what you're talking about, Senator Paul. I am the science. You know, people are attacking the science. Well, personally, I am the science. Uh, so, uh, good, good ups, uh, COVID. Uh, hopefully, it'll get better for the science. Of course, he'll probably get better. Come on, let's be honest. He, he's going to get better. He, he He's the guy that's like, I'll tell the people this, but really, I've got all these different things that are going to get me better real quick. Real, real quick. I'll be out of this COVID within a few hours. Got the COVID cure right here. Alright. Time for probably the best story of the day, I think. Uh, besides all the Biden stuff that we have for today. Aliens. Come on. Okay, don't, 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 don't start shaking your head at me. Alright? Don't, don't you, don't you freaking do it. Aliens! Researchers uh, in China said they might have found signs of an alien civilization using a state-of-the-art telescope, according to a report in a government-run science journal. Uh, so the Sky Eye uh, t radio telescope found unique uh, narrow band of electromagnetic signals. Uh, some could believe uh, from uh, extraterrestrial civilizations. Uh, it was published in Science uh, Daily. Several causes of possible technological traces and extraterrestrial civilizations from outside of Earth were detected by researchers at the Beijing Normal University. So, the report appears to have been deleted. However, before it was seemingly scrubbed, other Chinese uh, news outlets had amplified the report, making it a popular topic in Weibo, on Weibo, a Chinese social media site. Ooh. Chinese social media site. Ooh. Weibo. That's a... An uh, interesting name for a site. Uh, several signals de deemed unusual after beginning a mission to find extraterrestrial life in September of 2020. The signals came from planets that are not in the solar system. Darn. But that's to be expected. Uh, alternatively, the chief scientist, uh, Zhang. I'm just going to say Zhang because I, I don't even want to pronounce his last name. Uh, said that possible radio interference could explain the signals. 
that's happened before. They were like tracing. I remember they were like tracing signals on the United uh, on the Earth that they thought were coming from another planet, but in retrospect, it was just us. All I'm saying is, please just be aliens, okay? I I want to find some aliens, man. You know, if we're we're running out of time, you know, I want to see some freaking aliens, man. Some aliens. So, uh, so the Democrat attorney, uh, in Michigan, uh, Dana Nessel, she she had some startling statements, but she tried to clarify her that her comments were were you know basically a joke. But uh, I'm I'm gonna probably be honest; she's probably not joking. Uh, so the first she was the first in 2018, the first openly uh, gay person to be elected to statewide office. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Well, uh, her statement was: "Drag queens make everything better. Drag queens are fun." Uh, she said that at a Michigan, uh, at a civil rights conference in Lansing while speaking out against what she describes as efforts to divide people and a drag queen for every school. Uh, <laughs> so she responded to a critical tweet from a uh, Tudor Dixon claiming that her comment was made in a jest. Uh, said that she joked around, making the point that concerns with uh, children being exposed to drag queens is a fake issue. Oh, well, here's the tweet right here. This is the most humor humorless take, uh, imagine, uh, take imaginable on a comment made in jest. I expect more from the star of Buddy Bebop versus the Living Dead, uh, your benefactor, Bessie DeVos has been a greater threat to school children in Michigan than drag queens have ever been. Uh, yeah, no. If it, if it was a joke, I, I, I you know I need the clip. I'm gonna need a clip because, you know, usually you can tell if someone's joking. Usually if, you know, maybe we need to find the clip on it. Someone recorded it. Please, someone get that clip out there. Because I would love to be able to hear it if they recorded it. So. But even if it is a joke, no thank you. Uh, I mean, you know, great joke and all, but I'm not laughing. It's not funny. You know? That's what you consider to be a joke. Uh, whew. Man, watch out, Amy Schumer. I think you've got competition for worst, worst female comedian. Ouch. You know, but I mean, I guess her jokes aren't out vagina, so maybe maybe she's a little bit better. Maybe she's a little bit better. All right, so I know you guys really love paying $5 on average for gas around the nation. Well, how about, how about we just raise that a little bit higher? Uh, because environmentalist groups are suing the Biden administration to vacate more than 3,500 oil and drilling permits already approved in two states. Even amidst our great... No, it's not a crisis. It's a celebration. Uh, so he was fi the lawsuit was filed in Washington, D.C. District Court 2 on Wednesday. Uh, so the wildlife conservation activist groups, the Center for Biological Diversity... And Wild Earth Guardians. Jesus, there's so many. The Western Environmental Law Center the uh, sued the Department of Interior Secretary and the Bureau of Land Management uh, Director Tracy Stone Manning to seek the halt of approving 3,500 uh, permits in the Permanian Basin in New Mexico and the Powder River Basin in Wyoming, saying the permits violate... Uh, environmental law, the permits constitute nearly all the permits approved in those two states. Yep, cool. Great. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. We're really going to get better. Remember, guys, save the planet, no matter what the cost. 
even if it means that we'll be literally back in the Stone Age because nothing will turn on. And then these same people will complain about how they can't have running water anymore and they can't have any of these things. You know, let's just turn all these things off. You know, turn the, we'll turn the computer off. You know, I'll hit the power button right now. We'll corrupt this recording and we'll all just go outside. It'll be la di di do. We'll all get back on soapboxes and we'll all continue to go back to horseback riding. And uh, but we can't eat cows anymore because they, uh, we, you know, we just need to kill everybody because. We all are producing too much gas. You're killing the planet. Animals are harmed and everything. Okay. You're farting right now. That's methane gas. Quit killing the environment. Okay. You need to reduce your carbon footprint. You know, how dare you continue to fart? You know, we just need to stop farting. Stop farting. Stop breathing. Boom. Climate, climate crisis solved. Planet will now live an extra few years because of your great help great job it's like no just stop remember remember the world is going to be fine the climate will change hooray congrats i don't know if you know this humans are the most adaptable thing like animals on the planet we can adapt if it means getting rid of the animals that we're not eating or producing to you know eat so be it, you know, I'll say it. I am willing to give up pandas if it means that the world, if the world's going to keep on living for the entire human race. Boom. I said it. I said, I will let, I will do that. If that means the planet will be saved. Sure. Fine. But if it's only going to extend it for what, an additional 50 years? No way, Jose. That's not even a person's full life. You see, that's my... Uh, I've said this multiple shows now. This is my biggest issue. If climate change is just about delaying the inevitable, and so many times now we've been like, we're past the point of no return, we're past the point of no return, what the fuck's the point? Why waste all the money? Why spend all the money on inefficient power sources that can't even power all of the country or, you know, consistently, then uh, why bother? I mean, believe me, if we want to talk, you know, figuring out solutions to nuclear waste and even getting, you know, things that don't produce nuclear waste, but getting a lot more, you know, those plants down, I'd be perfectly fine with that. You know, nuclear power has a lot of advantages and the only disadvantage is nuclear waste, but I'm sure... If science really tried hard enough, I bet we could find a great fucking solution what to do with nuclear waste. You know, how to either store it, how to, you know, maybe destroy it, how to maybe, you know, recycle it to make even more, you know, nuclear energy or, uh, you know, maybe recycle it and get it all completed, you know, some something, just anything. But, nope, that's too hard, just... Wind and and freaking uh, sun energy will power everything, but everybody needs to drive electric cars too. How you know you need to really maybe you know buff the power, you know, power grid across the entire world to do that, because already this summer in the U.S. places are already gonna have you know rolling brownouts, as well as you know there's already I think like I think it's Odessa down in Texas. Hasn't had water for the past few days because they live in a goddamn desert. So, yeah. Good. Good, good, good. <sighs> well, speaking of things that probably shouldn't be happening, John Hickley has been released from prison. You know, I, now, if you don't know who John Hinckley is, he is the person who attempted to assassinate President Ronald Reagan. He has now been released from jail after 41 years, 2 months, and 15 days. He is now free from prison as of literally yesterday. That's right, guys. All you have to do is, if you want, you know, if you try to, you know, you just need to free him. Uh, of course, you know, if you don't know why, 
he tried to attack the president to gain the attention of actress uh, Jodie Foster's attention because he's obsessed with her. Yeah, it didn't fucking work, obviously. I don't even know why he's even still around. That That's what I don't know. Like, why, why is he still around? I would think that if you tried to attemptedly assassinate or even assassinated the president, I feel like that should be a death penalty immediately. You, you tried to assassinate who? Like, I don't, it literally, someone could try to attemptly assassinate, you know, Joe Biden right now, like, get really close. I would still say that that person should be sentenced to death. Because why? No, you don't assassinate the fucking president. Are you kidding me? The fucking jail isn't going to do anything for them. If they're deranged enough to attack the president by assassinating him, they're deranged. There's no point in trying to rehabilitate them. Well, he's, uh, well, since he got released, you know, person who, uh, who's obsessed with Jodie Foster tried to assassinate the president to get her attention. Uh, she, well, he's now re-entering the music industry, uh, and he actually fully, fully wants to, so he's, he literally told people to, uh, he fully posted an email on Twitter to book a show with him, uh, okay, I, I don't know why, uh, he also said a big thank you to everyone who helped me get my unconditional release, what a long, strange trip it has been, now it's time to rock and roll. And, uh, if you want to, if you're in New Brooklyn, New York, he'll be singing 17 of his songs uh, on July 8th. All originals. Uh, however, the Market Hotel, the venue that was slated to host the sold-out concert, announced on Wednesday they would cancel the show. If we were going to host an event for the principal or potentially put others at risk, uh, in doing so, it shouldn't be for some stunt booking. No offense to the artist, the venue wrote in a statement. We might feel differently if we believed the music was important and transcended the infamy, but that's just not the case. So, yeah. No. No. Mm-mm. No. Lock, lock him back up. There's no reason that this person should be back out. Why is he alive still? That, that's my new question. Why why is he alive? We are literally talking about somebody who tried to assassinate a president who's still alive. No. Uh-uh. No. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, no. No, thank you. Well, speaking of the Capitol, uh, two high-ranking Democrats and Democrats in Congress are calling for gender-neutral bathrooms to be installed in the Capitol building. So the Assistant Speaker of the House, Kathy and Clark, and Democratic Caucus uh, Chairman Hakeem Jeffries uh, sent a letter to the House administration community Wednesday pushing the community to support efforts to to install single occupy restrooms in the House of uh, Representatives and the off buildings which Congress people and their staff work. Clark and Jeffries said that installing bathrooms is critical for both tour uh, groups and capital staff who identify as transgender. Employees, interns, visitors should have access for safe, comfortable restrooms. Clark and Jeffries wrote for members of the transgender, gender non-conforming, and disability communities that often means the availability of single stall or single occupancy restrooms. As lawmakers, we can move, we can be more effectively represent our constituents when our staff and interns reflect the diversity of the American people. However, absent improvements, we in Congress are limiting our ability to hire and retain individuals who belong to these communities. Additionally, following the resuming of the Capitol and House buildings to public tours and meetings ensuring the American people coming to visit their elected leaders have access to appropriate facilities is critical 
for living up to our obligations at the people's house. Uh, no. Mm -mm. I, I don't think there's enough of a need. It's... Uh, the bathrooms are bathrooms. You use them and you go. You get out and boom, you're done. It, I, I think it's not hard to just give up the playing, you know, of giving just for just at most two minutes. Okay, just go in, take your piss, or, you know, maybe a little bit longer. You need to take the, uh, take a pee, go in, take your pee, get up. Nothing hard here. No hard feelings to you. Or just take your poop, take your pee, get out. Get back on with your tour, or leave the premise. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay, we don't don't need more bathrooms because knowing fucking Congress, so be like, uh, yeah, we're gonna need to spend uh twenty five uh, trillion dollars on bathrooms. What the fuck? Why? And you fucking open up this like fucking twelve thousand fucking page bill that's like filled with just nonsense in it. Probably would end up happening. This is just ridiculous. Okay, so I thought we'd read this statement together, or mainly me, because I find it just hilarious. So this came out on June 14th, and I only seen it just uh, just a little bit ago as I was looking around for stuff. So a proclamation on World Elder Abuse Awareness Day 2022. This is from the White House, by the way. And I want to just make it be clear that this is the most ironic thing I've ever heard. World Elder Abuse Awareness Day? Do you not know who's running the country right now? A literal guy who's being run by elder abuse. <laughs> what? Uh, it, it is more vital than ever that we ensure our older adults can age with the dignity, security, and appreciation that every person deserves. Honoring and respecting older Americans is a matter of basic human dignity and justice. It is part of the character of our nation, yet every year many Americans age 60 and older experience abuse and neglect. On World Elder Abuse Awareness Day, we joined the international community to raise awareness and help end elder abuse here at home and across the world. Man, this is ironic. Really fucking ironic. Do you even know who the president is, White House? I don't even think that he knows that he's the president. He wakes up and goes, Uh, uh, Jill, Jill. We need to go to the Senate. Jo Joe, you're the, you're the president. I'm the president? Yeah! Like, he probably the fucking claps. Fucking someone comes in, gives him his insurer. Get him up and moving. Takes his drugs for the morning. And fucking gets up and goes. And then he stumbles into the Oval Office and then forgets what the fuck he is again. And someone has to remind him again. This is crazy. Uh... It's crazy. I don't even want to read the rest of it because it's probably going to be filled with just some garbage. Speaking of garbage, the current press secretary is garbage at her job. She sucks, but here's just more proof that she sucks at her job. So I have two questions on baby formula. So first, um, what is the White House, what is the latest update the White House has received on the current infant formula situation across the country? Yeah, let me see if I have anything new for you on that. Um... I think it's been a couple of days since we have asked, been asked that question. I'm not, I'm not extending this clip, by the way. This is her. I don't have anything new. I know we made some announcements last week. Uh, I, don't, I just... Nothing. She has nothing. She spends 20, like, 20 seconds, basically, flipping through a binder. How is that not on, like, your first, like, page or two? We're talking about a baby formula shortage here. What what else could possibly... There's very few things that I could think of that would maybe be a little bit more important than baby formula right now. You're going to tell me you're going to take that much long? Take that long to just find out? Oh, nope, we've got nothing. Really? You don't have that as like a little side thing? Like, no new updates on baby formula shortage if they ask. Really? Really? It's not like a big bolded text? Like, baby formula shortage? You know, the thing that's going on where parents can't get enough, you know, baby formula to feed their kid. 
but but what what do I what do I know? What 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 do I know? Well, speaking of people who are in elder abuse, uh, Joe Joe Biden, uh, Joe, he was making some great statements, I'm sure. But let, let's let's hear it from his words, not not mine. An economy that works for working people, and I promise you, I'm going to keep fighting for you. Are you prepared to fight with me? Well, let's build it together. Let's continue to give working families a fighting chance. Face our challenges head on. And let's keep building a better America because we can do it. God bless you all. <laughs> Who is he yelling? <laughs> Who is he fighting? That's what I want to know. Who is he fighting for? Uh, by the way, uh, if you, you you should really go check out the clip because this entire audience is all wearing masks, and he even tries to cover up his cough. This this guy is so fucking unwell. Holy fuck, it is maddening. It is maddening. I mean, seriously, th this guy just makes me laugh. Like. <laughs> I can't take him seriously. Like, I, I can't... Like, he is probably the first comedian that... Or first comedian that's not trying to be a comedian. Because Joe Biden just makes me laugh. He does. I mean, seriously, we got plenty. We, we got plenty from this speech. I'm not kidding. We're going to play every single one of these clips. You would think I'm kidding, but I'm not fucking kidding. Men and women are created equal. Endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights life liberty we've never met the goal but we've never other than trump administration tried to walk away from that goal and it gets better every time what what what, what? i i really want to know when that happened maybe i missed something during the trump administration i don't i don't remember when we tried to walk away from that part i don't remember him attempting to i don't remember him saying it but i might be mistaken you know i know that those Dog pony soldiers, you know, uh, really, really did a lot of great things. Like, uh, made gas prices sh lower, economy greater, but not as great as this one. This is the best economy. Actually, no, his worst economy. My bad. Sorry, Biden. You're the best president we've ever had, you know. Screw all those other guys, you know. George Washington, second place. Joe Biden, number one. Clearly, he's the most popular president in U.S. history. 81 million, you know, 1 million percent approval ratings. He's just he's just the best president we've ever had. And most definitely not the worst we've ever had in a long fucking time. There's only one president who I would think I would rank lower than Joe Biden. And that's just because I despise this man on both his policies and his character. And that's Woodrow Wilson. Ugh, fucking hate that piece of shit. Fucking racist. God damn it. He makes me so goddamn angry. Now, there's a guy who I, I think it deserved to be assassinated. Which, this is gonna sound really bad. It was Woodrow Wilson. Ugh, what a fucking garbage of a president. Ugh. I don't want to hear any more of these lies. About reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. No, you're not, Joe. I mean, you're changing people's lives, yeah, but... The wrong fucking direction you're changing people's lives for the wrong direction for poverty not for for prosperity but poverty congratulations joe you're doing good we're not done we're not done nope nope we're not done he's not done yelling at whoever first i'm doing everything in my power to blunt putin's gas price hike just since he invaded Ukraine, it's gone up $1.74 a gallon because of nothing else but that. That's just not true, Joe. And you're getting sued right now to close down another 3500 which if they asked you, you probably would have done anyway. So it's just going to go even fucking higher. So, yep, I'm sure. I'm sure you're doing everything in your power even though we've literally had aides and advisors from the White House say he can't do anything more. But he's doing all he can, but he can't do anything more. It's sapping the strength of a lot of families. 
I grew up in a household not far from here, Claymont and Wilmington, where the price of a gallon of gasoline went up was a conversation at the dinner table. It mattered. It mattered to my working family. It mattered the price of food went up. The problem is Republicans in Congress are doing everything they can to stop my plans to bring down costs on ordinary families. That's why my plan is not finished and why the results aren't finished either. Jobs are back, but prices are still too high. COVID is down, but gas prices it's No, uh, Joe, Joe, I need you to understand for me, Joe. Your build back bajigglebuggly is not going to do anything but make everything worse, man. Why can't you get it through your head? I know it's hollow in there, and I know that your brain has been mushed for a little while now, but my goodness. My goodness. Since I took office to your help, families are carrying less debt nationwide. They have more savings nationwide. More Americans applied for new small businesses last year than ever before in American history. 5.4 million new small business applications. Jobs and companies are coming home again. We're making Buy American a reality, not just a slogan. I award no contracts. No, I, I guarantee you that's probably a false stat. And I'm going to guess that a majority of those small businesses are probably going to close by this year. Yeah, no, I'm... <sighs> yeah, and by the way, there's someone even in the comments showing graph that actually savings are lower now. So, yeah, don't know what he's talking about. But clearly, he must know something we don't. But, hey, that's all she wrote today on the political panda program of course i will see you guys tomorrow uh for more political insanity and for the end of your week of another week in that torture chair as we keep on watching as the not only u.s falls but the entire world falls into a deep dark pit of despair but until tomorrow i'll see you guys next time and this concludes the political panda program